When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Hey there, you twat nozzles. What's happening? It's Rudy. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And now you can even find it on YouTube. It's bad enough you get to sit and listen to us spout off about nothing. But now you can actually watch it. Good for you. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. Smash and subscribe. Fucking get into a car wreck and subscribe. Whatever it might be. Uh, Looking forward to this year, 2021, being a big year for a long walk to Cleveland. We just switched formats. We just switched platforms. Um, We got a whole new video fucking aspect to it. My guy Chuck is on the ones and twos. That dude is pounding it out in the background. Uh, My guy Adrian did all the intro graphics and shit. Fuck, they look so good. I'm so fucking fortunate to have so many good, talented people around me. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to fucking ride their coattails until they get as high as they can go, and then I will stick my tiny little eight-and-a-half-foot shoe on their face and push myself up to propel to the moon. Fucking that's show business, ain't it? No, but they're great guys. I love having them around. Um, got a bevy of guests coming up. Everybody going to be telling their story, man. I know we got uh, we got the very funny Maggie Ferris on deck. We got one of my favorite actresses, Maria Barr. She's going to be joining us. And uh, I know next week we got Grant Winkles on. Very funny guy from Minneapolis. Super funny guy. Got a great story and just uh, all around good dude. So every single week, brand new episodes, brand new content, all sorts of shit. You want merchandise for this podcast? Find it at rudypovich.com. Also, dates. You can find some coming up uh, the last week of January. I'm going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club any diners. So stop on out. I'll give you more information soon. How about we just jump right into it? This lady, very funny, winner of so many comedy contests. I love the shit out of her. She's a great guest and a good interview. Please give it up for the very funny Lily Meyer. I, saw, I could find that stuff nowhere. And my, we would dip, yeah, we would dip every chip in that. The mashed potatoes would get that. <laughs> I miss that shit. So good. Yeah. I, I know you're originally from here, though, right? Yeah, I grew up in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go to yeah. school? Uh, I went to high school at De La Salle in downtown. Uh, private, right? Yeah, it's private, private school. Private, right Yeah, on. I'm a private school brat. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it, uh, uh, did you go like 
from start to finish? Was it all the way private? Were your parents yes. really? Yep. Okay, I went right. to grade school at Grandolet. It's in Linden Hills. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 I grew up right off of France Avenue. Dude, just a name. Should like, I say the exact address? <laughs> yeah, just a name like Linden Hills. You're already talking yeah. about like yeah. it's it's you know it's, it's like one of the nicer neighborhoods in Minneapolis. Yeah. For sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It's hoity-toity. Yeah, it's a little hoity-toity it's fine. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. While I was living there, they put in the co-op and stuff. It's gotten very. Uh, it's gotten very. My parents are selling their house, and I'm like, "You're gonna get a good, uh, good cha-ching yeah, on that." Yeah, right. On. Is the house you grew up in then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've had it since like the '80s. Dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's they got the crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's the crazy part. Is like I was chatting with some people that had bought a house in Apple Valley. You mm-hmm. know, for anybody who doesn't know where that is, it's like south of Minneapolis. And back in the day. Like that shit was not connected to the cities. No, no. It no. was it was like substantially there was a big gap in between those two towns. Yeah. And now it's like all one big city, yes. you know, because you said you lived in Boston for a while. Yep. yep. Like because when I would drive from I lived in New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. And when okay. I would drive from Manchester to Boston, it's all one city. Yeah, there's like nothing. Manchester is like right on the border, right? It's a little, yeah, it's probably like 40 miles over, 50 okay. miles over. Yeah, 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 you just like go, yeah, it's so close. It's all um, city. There's yeah, no. It's all city. Yeah. yeah, I say I lived in Boston, but I lived technically in Boston. I guess not that long. I lived in like Cambridge. I lived in Somerville. I lived, no one's going to know these places. Well, Cambridge, everyone Cambridge, knows. Cambridge, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon, but. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I lived there for like nine years, so I was all over. But yeah, uh, Boston's cool. I like it. Right on. Yeah. 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 So, um, so originally here, yes. you start out. Yes. And what was elementary school like? What was it like? Yeah. It was fine. I mean, I went to I went to like a really white private school. Uh-huh. So it was like, fine. but I will say the one thing about private school that's insane is they can just kind of like hire whatever teachers they want. Mm-hmm. So like, um, that's interesting because I had some really terrible teachers. Why is that? Just like... Um, terrible in in the sense of they didn't care about your education, or just people that were like some, they had a, a different agenda than what was. Yeah, wow, both. No shit. Um, I don't know if I should. There's one teacher that I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> there's like some things that I look back and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, like <laughs> that was not okay. That that teacher did that. They would like bring us into the church to tell us like serious topics, and I have a friend that's a teacher now, and she's like, that breaks every single rule as oh, like a teacher. Wow. They would do stuff like that. Like and, what were the serious topics? Uh just like uh mental health things going on with other students. Like sharing No way. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Cause you know what like in I don't know. I feel like everybody in sixth, seventh, eighth grade kids are like starting to do really sad things. Yes. And they would like tell all of us. Cause we were like a class of like forty kids. And that's like not okay. Wow. That like breaks medical Anyway, so stuff like that, but then just like a math teacher that was um, a terrible person and mean to kids. I mean, I think everybody had that, yeah. but I feel like in private schools, they, teachers don't have, there's like no rules. They can just kind of like hire whoever, um, but it was fine. I mean, I had a pretty good education, uh, but yeah, it was it was fine. There's just some stories I look back, I think about, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a teacher, like our sixth grade teacher was this gal named Miss Kologi. And she, at the time, you know, when we were like 11 and 12, we didn't know what Woodstock was. Yeah. You know, we had never heard of that. Yeah. 
But then she was always talking about like, yeah, that when we went to Woodstock and kind of like wink, 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 yeah, nudge, nudge. And you're like, you're like when I did all those drugs. Yeah. Back in the and, day. Then, and then you get to be like 14 and you hear all about Woodstock and you're like, oh, she was a fucking pothead. Like she was a yeah. massive pothead. And they just hired yeah. her at a Catholic private school. Like yeah. whatever. Wait, did yeah. you go to Catholic private school? I did. But okay. it was it was small town, northern Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. OK. So like I had a class size of like 24. OK. And. Even like when I got to middle school, my class size was only like 200. Yeah. yeah so it was yeah. small, you know? Yeah. yeah, my middle, like kindergarten through eighth grade, there was like 42 of us. And yeah. then, you know, people would cycle in and out. But yeah. We also, I think back, we also have a teacher that was a little bit like, he, uh, like he was a little bit uh, groomy. <laughs> wow. Public school kids have that too. Yeah. So they're not left out of that. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Takes all kinds, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can just hire whoever. Who what? Off the street. Just come in and teach at this Catholic school. Totally, uh, yeah. Uh, I think the vetting process is a little different these days than when we were kids. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But it does seem like the teachers that get that, that get those deals when they land those gigs, they are there for the long haul. They are. Like, they ain't yes. leaving, man. Like, yes. They're hanging on to them for they dear money. whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. 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 Like, I have a couple public school, like, uh, friends that are like public school teachers and a couple that have also worked at private and they're just like yeah I think about our middle school experience and just like all of that I think I already said that but all of that is just like against every rule as a teacher oh my god <laughs> they dude. just got away with it it's, yeah it's crazy <laughs> to think. yeah because like even my daughter's school is she's a seventh grader she's 13 yeah. and even like my daughter's school it's so massively different compared to what it was when we were kids because we walk in and she'll be like hey what's up rick and i'm like how do you know that 43 year old man and she's like that's my math teacher and i was like rick i'm like why don't you call him like mr hernandez she's like because he wants us to call him rick and i'm like that's no he's he's mr hernandez she's like no it's not how it works anymore Yeah. yeah also like in my head if i'm if i'm having a if I'm calling a teacher by their first name, like something bad is going on. Like, why yeah. are you calling them by their first name? But I think it's different now. It's like cool. Yeah. It's not. Um, and it was also weird when you would hear a teacher drop a first name at another teacher. Yes. That always made me like feel weird in the hallways because, you know, Rita Perry was our principal. And then, you know, Lisa Anderson was our fifth grade teacher. But when Lisa Anderson had a major problem and she walked down, she'd be like, Rita, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> somebody did something they weren't supposed to. Shit, yeah. something's on fire. It was it was yeah. it was so and it's so wildly different. But I, don't know, I guess that's progress. You yeah, know, I think I it's guess. progress. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So oh, man. so uh, so elementary school private yeah. and yep. then you go to middle school where? Same school. Same school. So, yeah, oh, I OK. Right. Eighth grade. Okay. Like the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was like the same amount of kids, like all through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm friends with like two people from that time, maybe three, two. Yeah. 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 I think it's weird when people are still, I, there's a couple people that are still like groups of friends from that time. Yeah. It's like kind of nice at the same, but then I look back and I'm like, that's kind of, you didn't make any new friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what year did you graduate? I graduated at high school? Yeah. 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. So you were middle school around the time of, what would that have been, like 2007, 2006, somewhere in there? No, I, I suppose 2010, right? 11, 12? 2008 Eight, right. was yeah, yeah. when I started high school. Okay. No, 2009 was when I started high school. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I was in middle school from like 05 to 08. 
Yeah. That's man. I I know like it, you, I think about like the, the private schools and I see so many people have like such a bad connotation of them or like they have like a bad like on the outside looking in. They're like, yeah. oh, there's there's not enough diversity. There's not enough yeah. this. There's well, not enough that. Well, it definitely isn't. At least in my middle school, there was totally. De La Salle's different, but my middle school, I will say, yeah, not none. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I always feel that if you're in California and you're like, eh, wow, we're in the middle of Los Angeles and there's a, a lot of white folk that that are going to this school, I'd be like, okay, you guys got to maybe skew the numbers. But every time like I hear that shit about Minnesota, I'm like, well, yeah, like you know, like 83 percent of our population is like whitey. You yeah, know? like yeah, that's true. That's true. Even like even like. Um, we went to oh, what was the name of the bar? We went to some bar in um, in North Minneapolis, and I remember telling somebody like, "We're going to North Minneapolis," and they're like, "Why?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, that's like the bad part of town." I'm like, "Dude, even our bad part of town is still pretty goddamn yeah. good. Like, it's not, you know, especially coming from Northern Minnesota, you would hear yeah. all my relatives be like, "Well, first off, if you're going to live in Minneapolis." You're gonna need to make about eighty thousand a year, and you're like, well, yeah. nobody yeah. fucking makes that. Are you kidding me? Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> They'd, we'd all be one percenters. Yeah, you know? I work at Aldi right now. Yeah, I'm right. Eighty thousand a year, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, first off, that's not true. And then their big thing is, you know, the anxiety of having to be around what they think is crime. Yes. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I get, like, I get, but everywhere you go, I, I feel so much safer walking in downtown Minneapolis than I ever did walking downtown of my hometown. Really? Yeah, because... Interesting. Where did you grow up? In Hibbing. Okay. So small town, yep. northern Minnesota, but you know everybody. Yeah. And, and all it takes is for you to piss off one person, and now they are, you know, when you're a sophomore in high school, and you piss somebody off at a party... Next thing you know, you're walking downtown Hibbing. They see you. They whip a shitty in the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, that would never happen here because <laughs> people are so goddamn, one, they're just so about themselves True. that you would never, so I don't know why, like, but I, I hear that a lot with like, you know, oh, private school. And I'm like, dude, first off, the education is like top notch, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, do you feel it was? Uh, my middle school was pretty good. My high school was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, middle school was like. What was the middle school again? Crondelet. It used to be called Christ the King, St. Thomas the Apostle School. Oh, it's like yeah. the two churches in Linden Hills. Oh, like yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Beautiful and, churches, though, right? Yeah, nice churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. nice churches. Yeah. Uh, yep, lots of mass. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it it was good. But, yeah, people say that. They're like, oh, you went to private school? I'm like, even if I went to the public school in my neighborhood, if I went to Linden Hills, yeah. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't have been much better. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so You still practice? No. <laughs> I sometimes go, <laughs> God, no. I think every kid that goes to, like, Catholic school, I I don't have one friend that, like, is Catholic anymore. I don't know. It just, like, ruins it for you, I think. Yeah. Maybe not I always, so. but maybe yeah. you'll come back to it later. Some people come back to it later in yeah. life. But it definitely, like, ruined it for me. Also, I was in the time that, like, all those priests were coming out with, like, like all of I mean they were doing this for a long time but like molesting kids and stuff like that it was all like coming out as the time I was like growing up and I was like this is bad I don't like I don't like this yeah right yeah Yeah. I'm gonna make a stand but actually um you're kind of like this is fake uh so yeah it does kind of like it creeps up it's a weird like kind of bell curve you know where you are you're so malleable at such a young age yes. that you're like, oh man, I am going to, 
uh, I'm going to follow the word, word of Jesus. And yes. you're like, that's who I am. And then like you get out around people that have a different mindset than you and it starts to bleed in a little bit and you start to form your own opinions and you're like, oh, wow, I don't believe any of this. And for the longest time, I you know, was a practicing Catholic, even like in like my early 20s. Yeah. Like I still, you know, I wouldn't go every week, but I still went. It because, stuck. Because it's stuck, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a routine. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Totally. Yes, yeah. Yep. And then like, you know, you, you're right. You start hearing the, you know, all the bullshit that comes along with it and the priests and the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, God, this is not what I thought yeah. this was going to be. And you step away from it for a while. And for the longest time, I was always like, I'm so, um, so atheist about it, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe people would waste their time on it. And now, now that I'm 41, I'm like, all right, I still don't believe that there's a guy in a robe shaking his finger at me in the clouds, but there's gotta be something that is, um, there's gotta be some sort of like higher force or a higher power, regardless of what you believe it is. If you think it's Jesus Mm -hmm. or a cow or whatever that might be. There's got to be something out there that is not pulling the strings, but at least making you feel like, you know, when they say like, hey, man, if you really want to like just just like live life and get rid of all the anxiety, just let it all go and just know that Jesus has the wheel. And you're like, okay, I I get what you're trying to say. But if you can kind of believe that, like, hey, man, I don't think everything is already set in stone, but I do sort of believe that there's a cause, not a universe, but like a... Um, a Jedi force between all of us. You know, it's all, I mean, if you think about it, like the air I'm breathing now that you're breathing is also the same air that has probably passed through, you know, you know, generations of foreign people on the other side of the globe. You know, the same water we drank went through dinosaurs. It's yeah. like we're all connected somehow, right? You yeah, know? it is like yeah. a cool, um, yes, all of that is, I think, true. Um, and I don't mean this in like a, condescending way even though it's going to come off exactly like that but it's fine don't worry about it everyone's an asshole (laughs) I truly am I'm like not jealous but if you are like a true belief like a believer in a certain religion or god or something like good for you I don't mean that in a condescending way but that's like so that must be so nice like uh go for it dude like I don't care Uh, wildly jealous of people that can live that life wildly jealous yeah I agree and just like put their trust in like I'm like I'm not doing that at all but there's got I mean I don't know if I believe that there's uh like an afterlife. I was talking to my dad about this recently and he, he's sort of on that line. He still goes to church. He's like in the choir. And so if I do go to church, it's like, yeah. it's like, I'll go see dad's thing. Uh, <laughs> but my dad just has hobbies. Uh, but it, there is still something beautiful about like, thanks or like Christmas Eve. Mass. Yeah. It's beautiful. The yeah, music, nice. the lights. Yeah. yeah totally. I like, yeah. you know, family friends are at the church, whatever, yeah. but, yeah. um, but, yeah, I just I'm like I don't know. I don't know if I even believe there's anything happening after, but uh, I do believe there's something going on while we're here. That's not just like yeah. me. Well, if I just believed that, like this is me, and every decision I make, like you know, I'm in total control of, and uh, what I do um, directly only affects me, or what? I, like that would be a. I'm not saying this clearly, but that would be a very. Um, ego it's very like driven by your own ego i guess yeah Um, yeah yep and plus it's kind of nice to be like it's not just me it's it's all these things and 
I'm just uh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's also sort of like there's. Um, uh, I don't like that people go, "Hey, man, like there's a plan already made for me," and it's like, really? So, yeah. so, so, somebody went and made seven billion plans. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, you know, I, I get like you need to stay motivated, but there's a lot of people living under bridges that were like, this was not the fucking plan. Yeah, you know? and yeah. I, I do think that idea is like very condescending to people that yeah. just like. Like you like living under a bridge or someone that's like a really terrible like addict or something. I don't think that was their plan. No, I think no, they, no, yeah. it's like a no. Yeah. The thing that really drives me nuts is I got an aunt of mine that does this shit constantly because I, uh, you know, when I left my hometown, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to be in radio. And that mm-hmm. is the thing I am going to is do. Is that what you, when you left high school, that's what you wanted to yeah. do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to be a plumber. Okay. Yeah. So I was originally going to be a plumber. Okay. And what happened was uh, I went and did a radio show with my, like five of my friends at the local radio show and t- at the uh, local radio station in Hibbing because they would let groups of seniors come in cool. and do like an hour on the air, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we played like sublime and it was awesome. Like it was like the best <laughs> hour, man. It was so yeah. much fun. So I left her going, Oh my God, this is what I'm totally going to do with my life. And I kind of set out on that path. And at the end of it, like when I, there was one goal I had in mind and that was get this certain job at this certain radio station. And when it happened, uh, my aunt was like, well, that's the great magnet. That's, that's the, that's the secret. That's, that's the, it's you willing it into your life. It's like, no, that's me moving halfway across the country four fucking times and packing all my shit into a Chevy S10 and yeah. making $17,000 a year. Don't fucking great magnet. Th- don't yeah. like, let's not like boil this down to me, you know, just like, oh, I just willed it in. No, fuck no. Like I lived from paycheck to paycheck and like had to work six jobs just yeah. to stay in radio. So I fucking hate when people do that. Yeah. Cause I'm like. Well, first off, your God didn't do shit. Because where the fuck was he when I was stranded on the side of the highway? <laughs> he yeah. didn't have enough money for a spare tire, yeah. you know? Maybe that's like the stroke of, I feel like success or getting anything that you've like worked towards. Of course, it's like all the work you've put in. And then there's that one tiny piece that's like, you just got to be doing the right thing at the right time to like get that thing. Yeah. Me, and it's like, that's a little bit of, like, that's, you know, that's some of it. But, and maybe that's like the little, whatever, they can call it the God piece or whatever. I just yeah. think it's like a... um like yeah, you were you were doing the things and you were showing and you were like working hard and showing your face enough that finally like it happened. Yeah. Um. But and and that's and that is like eighty percent of life. I've always felt yeah, like that. Me too. Uh, if you want to, and everybody who asks me like, oh, well, fucking like, how do I get in a radio? I'm like, become a janitor at the radio station. Yeah. That's number like, dude, get a job. That's like a very dad response. Yeah. Like, but my it, dad says that shit all the yeah, time. But it, it's really true. Like, if you really want to, like, yeah. just having yourself in the building, you're already putting out a vibe of, like, this person is available. And you should definitely uh, work towards that thing that you want, you know. But also don't get too hung up in being a janitor, too. Yes. Like, every once in a while, you know, I know it sucks where you're at at this moment, but just remember that. You know, if you kind of walk past the the studio and you see people in there, peek your head in. Get to know these people. Network a little bit. Drop a resume. Yeah, right? If anything, just say... Say something in a very radio voice. (laughs) Exactly. If anything, you should just tell them, like, dude, uh, do you mind if I sit in one of these mornings? Yeah. And just get the ball moving. Like, I can't tell you how many people would always give shit to... There was a a guy from Minneapolis who had been on the air for, like, 40 years. Still on the air. Who? And uh, Tom Bernard. 
Okay. And when yeah. I when I worked in the building with Tom Bernard, he had literally plucked the doorman to be on like no shit. The security guard was yeah. on the show and became a part of the show for like thirty years. He might yeah. even still. I haven't listened to radio now in forever. Yeah. But might still be there. Yeah. And like that is always my thing about just get in the door. Just try to get in the goddamn door. So it's true. Yeah. So you graduate. So what was high school like? Did you have a path in high school where you were like, this is what I know I'm going to do. I, I can of. see it. Or was it like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out as I go. Uh, kind of. I, I liked high school. My high school, DLSL in terms of private schools in the area was, <laughs> I think it's the coolest one, whatever the hell that means. But like. It's cool that it um, is like downtown and on the river and downtown, shit, right? downtown. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, yeah, it was like pretty diverse compared to most other private schools in the area. Um, they had like a scholarship program, um, that's, and they still have it. That's really like cool for the city and it's more affordable than other ones. So it's more accessible, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that experience because compared to my middle school, it was like. My parents kind of sent me there for that reason. They were like, uh, you need to see something other than this area. Yeah. Um, which, cool for them to do that for me. Um, so I I liked high school. Uh, I was always like a good student. I always, a good grades were like easy for me. Um, but I was like in theater in high school. That became, well, I was a figure skater. Let's start there. Oh, I was no a figure shit. skater oh, from like wow. three. But I started... I wasn't good. I was pretty bad, um, like really bad. Uh, but I started kind of losing my interest in it probably around like 15, 16. But it took me until about 17 to quit because I'd been doing it for so long. When you do something for that long, especially at that age, I feel like you just feel like you got to keep going. You know, yeah. you're like, I just got to keep going. I'm doing yeah. this, especially a sport like skating. But I quit and I got more into like doing theater stuff. And that was always what I loved to do in high school. Um and then when I went to college, I was always too nervous. I always was like, this is a dumb idea. Like, what am I? I'm going to try to be an actress. Like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I never really believed in myself. So I did theater in college, but I was never very good. And then I kind of like quit. And then I was like, I don't want to be a stage manager. That's boring as hell. Why do, why do you say you weren't good? I have terrible stage fright, which is hilarious. I'm terrible in auditions. Like, so what? bad. And I'm not a good actress. I can only do me. All I can do is me. Yeah. I can't do other things. Yeah. Like, well, so it's fine for comedy, but like I can't. I I only got cast in roles that were like um, kind of like the village idiot or um, like the comic relief of the show. That's okay. always sort of what I was cast as. Yeah. Um, do you think do you think maybe like that was sort of like the world's way of being like, hey, maybe you're funnier than you think you are. Like, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, I, uh, maybe, I, I don't know, but yeah, I always was cast in sort of, yeah, those types of things, and then I got to college, and I just, I think I just, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but it was kind of what I wanted to do, and I was also like, this is stupid, and then if I don't, and all I wanted to do was be on stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, if I can't do that, then I have to be a fucking stage manager? Like, <laughs> that is terrible. I'm going to work the ticket booth? Like, fuck me, no. So I quit, and math was my minor, so I switched it to my major, and okay. then I had a math major, and then I, whatever, I worked in, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's sort of so, my path to 
college, I guess. Well, then where was, okay, so you leave Minnesota. I leave Minnesota. You go to Boston. Go to Boston. What college are you at in Boston? Northeastern. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's like just a school in Boston. Uh, yeah, so I go there. I, I, I change my major like six times. I'm very, um, I don't really know what I want until I like know what I want. So I was just kind of like all over the place. Sure. I was never that kid that was like, I want to be a lawyer. I never had that drive for anything. Um, well, especially nowadays, because when we were kids, like our parents went to work at the post office for 35 years, yeah. then they got a watch and that was the, that was it. Yeah. But now, you know, like, I mean, everybody does different shit. Like they reinvent themselves at 40. They yes. find love at 50. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's no set time on shit anymore. And I will say my, my dad sold, my dad was an insurance salesman or not salesman, but insurance agent for mm-hmm. state farm my whole life. Um, which is a great career. Uh, I remember from being a young kid, he was always like, don't do this. He always said that. He's uh, like, this yeah. is, don't do this. Yeah. He also would uh, say, like, I think our, I'm technically millennial, and uh, it was a big thing of my generation that what you do for your, like, you have to love your job. That was like, I remember hearing that all the time. Like, yeah. You've got to love what you do. And my dad was always like, no, you don't. No. He's like, love what you have on the side. You don't have to love what you do. So that's always what was kind of in my ear. So I sort of had this perspective of like, oh, I can live a life that like work is just for money. Um, but I really hate having a nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I hate having like a job. I'm not. I don't, I don't like, I have some friends that love it. They love like being a boss and getting work done. And I'm like, oh, I hate it. No. I hate it so much. Yeah. Um, it, it is what drives you to do what you do outside of that realm of eight to eight to five though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, yes. that is the one nice thing about it is we all had to work shitty jobs. And I don't know a lot of kids that got jobs that like their dad was like the general manager of the radio station. So they became a promotions intern and they went to every fucking concert on the planet and they went to every cool event and all that shit. I don't know those kids to be incredibly happy or fulfilled down the road, Yeah, you know? And I'm like, it's because you never really had that, like, you know, not saying that you aren't a talented or driven person, but those kids never really had to like give up a fucking holiday because it's Thanksgiving night and you got to go work at Target. You know what I mean? Like they've yes. never had to do yeah. that shit. So when you get into the real world and the real world does not give a fuck about your feelings and no. you're like, whoa, what is all like? You just don't understand it. So, yeah, um, I've told my daughter many times like, hey, because, uh, you know, she's a competitive gymnast. And okay. her thing is I want to go work at the gym. And I'm like, you should go work at the gym. And I that'd be a great job for you. However, before you go take that job at the gym, your ass is going to go work Chick-fil-A <laughs> for six months. Do the morning shift, yep. lady. <laughs> because Do you the will, 5 a.m. shift. Because when you're having a long day at the gym or a parent yells at you because, you know, something happened at practice, you are going to be so thankful that you aren't fucking flipping chicken burgers. So trust me, go work that shitty job for a while, you know? I also, so right now I'm working at Aldi in the stock room mm-hmm. and it's mornings that I'm working and um, I will say there is something that I do sort of love about um, just like an hourly paid, like kind of manual labor job. Yeah. Um, I, I like it's not that like I'm not sitting at a desk and like using 
you know, at one at my at my job that I had um, in Boston, I like worked a couple different places. You know, like a normal corporate job. You just like go to work. You like sit at your desk. You make your coffee. You pretend to do work for five hours of the day, and you do work for three hours of the day. Like that's what I did, and it's like kind of your brain just gets fried. But mm-hmm. something about just like an hourly job where you go in and you have work to do the whole time, and you're just sort of like running around. I stock shelves right now, and I'm kind of like this is sort of a nice like thing to have other than like doing comedy i don't know it's kind of uh i kind of like it yeah it's kind of nice well i don't know i kind of like having a job yeah you also the day goes by so fucking fast so fast yeah, yeah. a six-hour shift goes by so fast yeah, yeah. you don't even realize like what no. you've put in and then at the end of it there's also like a sense of satisfaction yes you've done something you know i can always tell because i work in the basement here all day and I'm constantly just like on my computer, on my computer. And there are times where I will, I'll have to sometimes even lie to a client, which I hate to do, but I'm like, Hey, I got a live shoot. I got to go do. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to like edit your thing today. And then I'll hit the fucking road and just like go, go to Menards yeah, and just build shit. Yeah. Because like, I'll just like be like, I, I need a shoe rack. I've been meaning to do it because when you f- have that, when your brain is constantly doing that one thing all the time uh it's nice to be able to get out of your own head and do something physical because the physical i can't remember what the saying is but the saying is something like the 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 mood is best when the mind and hand work hand in hand and i'm like i get that you know like i know a lot of guys everybody that i know in radio or that i know in media or that i know in comedy at some point will become a fucking asshole not for a long time yeah but it will shine through uh, I have worked with some massive fucking egomaniacs in radio that their talent is about here, but their ego is about here. And I'm like, you guys got to nope. fucking figure this out. Try to balance it. And there's a lot of people that are super nice, but every once in a while they become assholes. You know who doesn't do that shit? All my plumber buddies, all the guys that put windows in. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they're salt of the earth. My buddy Sean is a bricklayer, and that guy goes to work, and he comes home, and his fucking hands look like you know he's been yeah. dipping them in chalk all day, and they're calloused. I've never met a guy who's happier. Yeah. My grandfather was a builder. He's the happiest fucking guy yeah. on the planet. But somebody who goes in and does like a morning show who works for three and a half hours a day is a fucking cunt to be around. Well, I will say, people that go into radio <laughs> or comedy, that anybody who their brain says to them, you know what? You know what's like... Everyone should hear, like, the things I have to say. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of cunt in those people. It totally. just, like, lives in them a little bit. There's yeah. a little bit of, like, I think about, about that all the time. I'm like, why do I think I can do this? Like, what? Like, I'm insane. Like, what? I'm not, I don't know. Do you get, like, an imposter syndrome or anything like that? Not imposter syndrome, but just sort of, um, like who do I think I am? Mm-hmm. You know, like who, like who do I think I am? Truly, yeah. you know, yeah. like why, why do I think, um, people need to like sit down and pay money to like hear sure. me do my dumb little jokes, yeah. you know, yeah. but I can't stop, you know, <laughs> what, uh, what were your parents like? Are they supportive of it? They're pretty supportive. Yeah. My, um, when I first started, I was actually getting my, so I was working at, so I graduated from Northeastern. I started working for them right after graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I like continued my, I took like this data analytics boot camp, and then I started getting my master's in data science. So I was like on track to be like a data scientist, wow, like shit. data analyst, data scientist. And about 
my fourth class into the master's program, I started doing comedy and I was like, yeah, no, I'm quitting that. I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Like immediately I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. Yeah. I, I figured it out. Um, and at first when I was like, I, I think I lied to my parents. I said, I told, I didn't tell them I was going to quit. Um, because oh, <laughs> but it didn't ha- I was working for the university and they were paying for it. So it didn't really, I was also like no money lost for me because I was working for them. So it was all free. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember being like, and for about the next, so that was in like 2019. And for about the next year, my mom would always kind of like casually drop like grad school and like what I was thinking. And I, I usually would just say like, yeah, you know, maybe just cause I was like, I don't want to have a fight about this. Um, but no, they're pretty supportive now. Good. Um, they've seen me one time. Um, I just have some stuff. I'm pretty honest with my parents, especially because I don't know. I'm the youngest, so I feel like I get away with shit. You know, sure, yeah. I know I do. I'll yeah. admit it. Um, but my mom would be like, "Oh, we want to come see you," and I'm like, "Okay, this is what I joke about." Just so you know, yeah. and she'll be like, "Well, maybe we'll come to the next one," and I'm like, "Okay." Like <laughs> it's gonna be the same shit. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I'm gonna say, and uh, I'll maybe get, I'll maybe not do like one or two jokes. Um, yeah if they're in the audience, but, uh, but they're pretty supportive. Yeah. They're, they're pretty supportive. Right on. Brothers Um, and sisters. You said you're the youngest. I'm the youngest. I have an older brother and an older sister. Okay. What do they do? My sister works as like a, um, what the hell does she do? She works as a sales rep for, um, like a, like a data software. Okay. Um, She's like really good at sales she's going to be very successful and make a bunch of money. But that's exactly her personality. That's what she wants to do. She's always known from like when she was 10, she's like, I just want to be a boss. Uh, Wow. I feel like it's a very oldest child. Very much so, yes. Yeah, yeah. She just knew she wanted to boss people around. And I was like, well, you're good at it. Um, My brother, he works as like a, um, he works for a golf course doing like the, like the, 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 like mowing the lawn and shit like that. Oh, right Um, on. Yeah. Yeah. He works like mornings for the most part. Yeah. So he does that. And then he also used to have a couple other jobs too. So yeah, we're pretty like all over the place in the family. Yeah, so right it's, on. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's nice when there can be diversity because sometimes yes. you're like, well, no, my sister's a doctor and I'm a doctor and my brother is an anesthesiologist. And you're like, oh, fucking, we get it. You're winners. Jesus yes, Christ, yeah. you're fucking winners. We get it. Ah, <laughs> it can be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. will say I did sort of feel that like I had to take a certain path for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it took it took me a long time to be like, oh, I can quit doing this um and it's okay like yeah. um i'll be okay quitting a corporate job and like not doing that mm-hmm. um but it kind of took me a while to get there and not be like afraid of making my parents mad really yeah. oh yeah wow. for sure yeah yeah wow. i'm a huge people pleaser why but i sort of got rid of that why do you think that they would have been angry with you or would have seen it differently than what you did i, I don't know if angry is the right word i just think disappointed I don't even think it's just maybe, but I I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's like angered or disappointed or it's just sort of like I saw, I, you know, lots of people do the, they go to college, they get a good job, they marry their college sweetheart, they have kids, they get a house. Um, and I just like felt myself going down that path and I was like, I don't, this isn't it. It feels bad. Um, and I don't know why. And they and they're not unsupportive. Um 
It just took them a while to be like, oh, okay, she can do something different. I think that that's what they view as success. My mom wants grandkids. Let's, yeah. just, let's just say it. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, She's like, if you're doing comedy, how are you going to get married and have kids? God, you know what's so funny? At this point, she doesn't even care about the marriage. She's like, what are you going to have kids? Yeah, that's so funny you say that because uh, first off, two thoughts. Uh, one, uh, what will happen is eventually, and this took a long time because when my, my parents got to see, or at least my mom was seeing me climb a ladder of radio. I was working, I started as an intern in a small shithole station and eventually got my way to afternoon drive in Minneapolis. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. It's tangible. She can see it. Like my face is on a fucking billboard now. Like she yeah. sees it, right? But comedy is something different. It's like, you know, um, I had a moment the other night where I was doing a show in the middle of fucking Wisconsin and there's nobody there and it sucks. And you're like, what the fuck did I drive like three and a half hours to get here for? But then the next night we're in New York City and it's a show of fucking 200 and it's like sold out and it's awesome and it's a great show. And you're like, fuck, man. But they won't see that. Yeah. They just see you at the show in Wisconsin. And go, Where the fuck is everybody? Yeah. Like, what are you doing wasting your time here? You know? Yeah. So uh, but once they sort of see that, uh, first off, you're passionate about it and they also see that you can you can do this and be OK, regardless mm-hmm. of like your financial status or whatever it mm-hmm. is. They will look at it so much differently where they go, this is something that makes our daughter happy and she's also being successful in it. Maybe not from a – because nobody really – you know, Rick Logan, a local comic in town, has a great joke about being – because when he goes to an open mic, he always tells it. And it's so fucking true because he talks about the lottery Mm -hmm. and how – and, you know, people who play it and then – Nobody in the crowd laughs. And then he goes, oh, you fuckers won't play the lottery, but you're going to try to be famous comedians? Go fuck yourselves. And you're like, yeah, that's totally how it works, you know? It is, yeah. Um, but uh, once they see that it is uh, something that you're into and that you're being successful at it and they're watching you sort of, you know, the big thing is when somebody, and especially for my mom, when she saw, she was at work one day and a woman came up to her and said, I'm sorry, is your son Rudy Povich? And she said, yes. And she went, I saw him in Duluth last night and he was hilarious. That was when my mom was like, okay, this is going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like he's going to figure it out. And yeah. that's the, that, that happens. And the other thing is when I was, uh, this was just like a couple of weeks ago, I was chatting with a local comedian and I always hate saying female comedian. I hate it too. Yeah. Cause I always feel yeah. like if I say it, I'm going to get yelled at. Well, it's not like you're going to say you're going to get yelled at. It's just like, uh. I don't hate it. It's just, it's thrown out there so much where it's like, oh, you're a female comedian. I'm like, okay, I guess. But like, is he a male comedian? Like, what's going on? It should just be. Or like every show that has all female comedians, it's like, it's a woman's show. Ah. And it's like, there's so many shows with just dudes. It's not a dude show. Like, just call it a show. People will come. You don't need to point out the fact that it's only women on the show. People will still come. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, we have eyes we can see yeah, we know we have ears even if you're blind <laughs> yeah. you're like we know what's going yeah. on up there yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so but i i hate that but uh but sometimes a female I feel comedian like, yes that's you is, you were talking to a female comedian yes i was talking to a female who is also a comedian okay. just in case anybody wants to feel like canceling today fuck you okay she was a female <laughs> and she was a comedian there um but uh she said something super interesting and she said that she is going to leave comedy for a while because she is having a tough time finding somebody who is willing to be in a relationship with somebody who's funnier than than they are. 
And I was like, wow. I'm like, do you re- you really feel like there is a there's like there's a the guys you're seeing don't want to date you because you feel like they're I don't know afraid or they're like I don't want to say afraid, but they're like I don't know not offended isn't the word either, but you know what I mean. They're like they feel little. They, they feel, feel belittled about yeah. it. And that, I was there's definitely a guess. And and wow, that's funny you say that because after I had this conversation with her, I said, that, "Well, first off, uh, you're dating the wrong fucking people." Yeah, I will say, <laughs> find new people. They're, so those, find they new people. Don't, that's not all of them, but yeah. they do exist. Yeah, um, and have you have you found that to be the case when it comes to possibly having I, kids with somebody one day? No, I mean, I don't think I would ever be with somebody who would care if I'm funnier than them or I also don't care I guess I don't think about it that much I don't really I like I've I like people that are funny um and I don't I also don't really since I've started comedy my nights are like okay I could do this I could go on this date from hinge or tinder or whatever I'm on or someone I met whatever a normal way and uh, and the normal way. Yeah, what is the, I guess it's not the normal way anymore. I don't know. What's no, the normal way? Drunk at a bar? I don't yeah, know. Well, that used to be the normal <laughs> yeah, I guess. way. Yeah. Back uh, in the day, it was, well, I went to the market on Saturday, and now it's like, I don't yeah. know, I met this chick on Tinder, and that didn't work out yeah. at eight, so I left, and then I went to another yeah. date at 10. You but know? literally, in my head, I'm like, okay, these are my options for the night. I could go on this date, and it could go, I would say, uh, online dating, you probably have success, what, one out of 10 times, it's a good date, right? Sure. You're like, I could go on this date that probably won't be good. Might be, but probably not. Or I could go to this real shitty open mic in a basement. I want to do the really shitty open mic in a basement. Like in my brain, I'm just like, I would, I'd hate giving up my nights yeah. to go on like shitty dates. Yeah. Um. So I haven't really been, since I started comedy, I haven't really been super focused on it, I guess. Yeah. Um. And I don't think I would ever quit comedy because someone was like into like someone I was dating was like intimidated by but I will say I would also never date somebody who I have met people who their relationships were ruined because comedy always took first place because it's like you get a show last minute we had a date night as a comic of course I'm taking the show Mm -hmm. but if you're dating somebody I can understand why they would get pissed about that sort of thing if you had plans um so I know people who have had like just ruined relationships because they always choose comedy over um their partner yeah which you know that's also a shitty thing to do but um yeah ask any ask any rock star or famous comedian like yeah "Yeah, my wife loved me because i was on the tonight show or i was you know i had a youtube following or whatever it is and then you get six months into the relationship and she's like what the fuck you mean you're going to record a podcast and you're like well that's how that's why you love me right and you're like yeah so it's it can be difficult totally Yeah. yeah 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 i uh yeah but i don't think i've had a serious relationship since I started comedy. I started comedy. I did comedy for about a year and a couple months, and then the pandemic happened. Oh. And then I was, yeah, I was in Boston. Boston, you guys had stuff open here. Literally nothing. Yeah. Like, I didn't do comedy. Back to what you were saying before about your parents seeing something and then, like, feeling like it'll all be okay. Yeah. In the pandemic, I started writing, and I got things published. In, oh, no shit. Like, like what? Like satire pieces. I started writing for the Nordly, which is like a satire site here. Okay. It's like the Onion, but for Minnesota. Um, and then I had a couple pieces published on like medium publications and like stuff like that. And they started seeing that I was getting things accepted in writing. And they, it was like kind of, they were like so proud. It was like pretty cute. They would like share. Um, oh, my first one I had yeah. published was like, um, 
about having like a Midwestern dad when it snows because it, it, it's like a I'm screwing up the mic. It was like, um, you know, when it's sno- whatever, when it snows, I always know because my dad always calls me. That's like the general um, premise of the piece. And it was he was like oh this is funny he, like shared it with all of his brothers and like all my which are all my uncles obviously and um so when the, I started doing that and they were seeing that they were like oh you're funny because my family doesn't think I don't think my parents think I'm they don't think I'm funny uh, no <laughs> I don't think they ever I don't think anyone's parents thinks their kids are funny no um, not at all no but I also don't have the sense of humor that I think uh they particularly enjoy but yeah. um Anyway, so that I wanted to say that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents are pretty like, oh, cool, like you're, whatever you you can do this. Um, sure. What were we talking about before? I don't know. Um, uh, well, let's go back to uh, if you don't mind. Let's go back to the, the relationship. You said you haven't had oh, a real one or like a, a, since, a serious yeah. one since you started comedy. So yeah. what was the last one before it? I was dating somebody. Um, that I met when I was like a senior in college. We went to the same school. We knew each other for a while. We dated for about two years and we broke up like a month before I started comedy. Wow. Yeah. Um, Do you think he was the reason why you got into it? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, I broke up. What made you? I broke up with him. Just, (laughs) (laughs) it was my decision. Yeah. That piece of shit. Uh, Fuck that guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's very nice. Um, wish him the best, but, uh, he, uh, it just like wasn't. I think we both knew like something wasn't like clicking here. We 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 were fine together. It was we were like good. Whatever. It was nice. Nothing bad happened. But it was one of those things where you're in a relationship and you're just like, this isn't right. Yeah. Uh, which is almost the hardest thing to like break off because you're totally. like, what? It, it, nothing bad is happening. Um. But so that happened, and then I started comedy. I did kind of like, I guess, spiral, not spiral after that. I just started questioning, like, what am I doing? I was like 25, yeah. 24, 25, 25. And um, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to like marry him and have his kids. I don't want to like work this job I'm working right now. Like I didn't like anything about my life. Yeah. So I was like, I want to do this thing I've always wanted to try. And that's how I got into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started and I haven't really, I don't seriously date though. Like I don't. I take a long time between every relationship. I always yeah. Have. So it's a way to do it. So yeah, we broke up and then it was like a year and then the pandemic hit and then I was like, well, I'm stuck inside. Uh, yeah. And then I moved back here and here I am. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so moved back here. Was it, it was it right? Was it still during the pandemic? Was like shit still shut down? No, I moved back in August. In I've August, been here okay. since August. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. like things were opening up. Things were opening yeah. up. Yeah. Boston yeah. opened up in like early June. Mm-hmm. Comedy stuff started opening up then. Um, but I had already decided that I wanted to move back here in like January. Yeah. I just had to ride out a lease. Um, yeah, that's always so. the worst, man. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I fucking now I'm in a month to month. Yeah. I learned my lesson, but I should have probably moved back earlier in the pandemic just to save money. But yeah, I had a lease and I didn't want to like get a sublet in the pandemic for my roommate. That would be kind of a shit move. So yeah. I just wrote it out and then moved back. Yeah. That's not damn nice of you. I mean, I can't tell you how we many friends. Times. Yeah, right? Yeah. Cause there's also, so much- it wasn't like, um, it was like I had, I had comedy stuff there. I was doing things. I had a job and I was making like good money, okay money. And I was like, let me ride out. And I was working from home and I wasn't really doing much for this job. I was basically just like doing the bare minimum and making like pretty good money. So I wanted to ride that out. I was like, I'll ride that out through the summer, stay here, like 
pack my savings and then move back. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, right on. Yeah. So comedy wise, how do you feel like? I know I always hate that com- Like, so how's it going? So how's it's it going comedy wise? I mean, it's but, been good, but, I guess. But comedy wise, so been here since August. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like? Do you feel like being in Minnesota gives you a an entirely different point of view towards writing as compared to Boston? Because I feel like Boston, you might be able to get away with. You might be able to get away with more edgier you know where like really no yeah. shit why is that why do you say um, that um boston i will say there's not like a huge difference mm-hmm. i do the same jokes um do you still go back there i went back there recently yes okay um yeah i comedy there's a bit it is it is different um audiences can be a bit tougher boston you think it's like um you get two types of audiences you get like the Matt Damon like Boston not Matt Damon but yeah. what the fuck I, I know what you name? mean yeah 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 um, I know what you mean yeah like uh the Boston thick accent um you cannot offend them um it's it's like the rural Minnesota dude. it's the same oh like, my dear there's not I, yes. much difference fuck. Um, when, when I worked at a radio station out there like the biggest fans of the radio station would come by they'd be like play more fucking Pantera motherfucker and you're like are you like you know us Quincy? Yeah. you know Quincy <laughs> I love going down to, that was like the first place that opened up comedy like illegally in Boston I was like of course Quincy would yeah. um but yeah, but then you also have, there's a bunch of like college students. So you have this huge, you go to a lot of shows and it's a lot of like young college students and that's sort of the people that are going there. Um, so that's a different type of crowd. I The crowds are a bit nicer here. And mm-hmm. some of my stuff, I, some of the stuff I write, it does make more sense for like Midwestern culture because that's just the way I am. Sure. It's like when I write jokes about my experience, like this is how I live my life and it, resonates more with people from minnesota than it does from boston because i never got rid of like my passive aggressive nature or what, whatever it is yeah you know? right um so that seems to work a little bit better but i don't know i it, it's going good here i like it it's i think it's it's funny when i was back in boston people in boston they think so highly of the boston comedy community oh As fu- i know of, rightly Fucking- so like you know bill burr you know you got i mean yeah. Greg Fitzsimmons, Louis Dana Gould, Lucy C. Yeah. K. Yeah, you're right. Um, I get it. But it's also like they have a fuck load way more people than we, you know what I mean? So, but at the yeah. same time, people always ask me, they're like, oh, is it different? I'm like, yeah, it's a bit bigger. I do miss, I had a lot of like girlfriend comedians in yeah. Boston and I have some here too. There's just like a less, there's like a lesser pool of yeah. women here. Yeah. Um, But where was I going with this? But in terms of quality, like the quality is the same. The quantity is just a bit smaller here. Yeah, I can see that. Because um, yeah. everyone in Boston is like, oh, you're going to move back and like shoot up really quick. And I was like, no, there's a lot of really good comics there. Dude. Like really good. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no, shit. no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I was like, you need to tone, tone it down. You're not just because you're in the Boston comedy community doesn't mean that like you're really good. Yeah. Uh, you still just make stupid jokes that yeah. are not that good. <laughs> yeah. When did living somewhere become a credit? Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I fucking hate when you go somewhere and you're like, well, I'm a comic from L.A. And you're like, well, that's a co- comic from Miami. And that's a comic from fucking yeah. Austin. Like it doesn't that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You know, you can golf with a you can have a shitty round of golf with 
$50,000 clubs. Yes. You can also be a shitty comic from Boston yes. or from Austin or from Los Angeles. Just because you live somewhere doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You know? They do have, one thing about Boston, though, is it's so close to New York that um, yeah. they get, which is fun, they get a bunch of like New York people coming down all the time to do weekends in Boston. So it's yeah. kind of fun. You get to meet a lot of people. Um, and people can go up to New York, too, if they want. Sure. But it's also easier. You guys get this here, too. But the people that move to New York and then, like, two months later, they're back, you know? Yeah. But you get that, like, every year you get, like, oh, here's the crew this year that's moving to New York. Let's see how long they last. Yeah. Um, Because basically starting over, if they're headlining in Boston and they go to New York and they're doing open mics, they'll come back, like, every weekend for these spots in Boston. And then slowly it's like, oh, you're coming back during the week. You're coming back for Thursdays. You're back on Monday. It's over. You're back. Yeah. Um, Ask anybody who's moved to, like, you know, if you are from – you know, northern Minnesota and moved to Minneapolis. Like, you're still fucking going home, like, on Fridays and Saturdays for the first few months because you just don't know anybody here yet. Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. well, well, shit, it's Betsy's fucking 22nd birthday. I better Gotta get home. Party yeah. at, the, at the hometown bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can basically tell everybody yeah, about my big concept. life in Minneapolis. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck, if you weren't at Betsy's 22nd yeah. birthday party at the shithole, you'd be fucking sitting at home crying. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally, gotta, yeah. yeah you people gotta, are like, people. power through. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, I, there's no shade to people that do that. I get it. There's nothing wrong with being a headlining comic in a different city than New York. Yeah. Or, like, you can make a living doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it just happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I've had people like, especially recent, because I, you know, I took this job with Adam Carolla's people, and oh nice, and he's he's awesome, and it's great to work yeah, for him. That's cool. But the second I took the job, everyone's like, "Well, when are you moving to Los Angeles?" I'm like, "Fucking not." Yeah, no. I have no intentions on moving. Like, I, I got yeah. a child, I got a house. Like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, I'd have to burn this place to the ground and like figure out how to fucking pay for shit. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. And plus, LA is a shithole. I fucking hate Do it hate, there. You I don't hate like LA. It. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, my Why daughter. Why hate it? Uh, First off, it is uh, it's so big, it's so dirty, it's so gross. Um, not all areas are dirty. No, no, not all, you're so, right. right. Because my first initial time in Los Angeles was Santa Monica. Okay. And we went to Santa Monica. It was beautiful, yeah. and it's like all the people, and like we had done a thing. We were doing a press junket for. Um, this television show, God, you might not remember it, but it was called Franklin and Bash. I remember it. Okay, yeah. so yep. So Mark Paul. Where Gosler. where was that show? What network? Is it T- TNT? TNT. TNT. Yeah, right. no, I was gonna say is it TNT. Wow, man. Yes. Yeah, wow, no. you do know the show. Dude, Fuck no, yeah. my parents were TNT and I on television were on at our house twenty four seven. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, yep. I know that show. Okay. Yeah. So that was my first impression of like Santa Monica, Malibu. I'm like, okay. all right, Malibu wasn't as nice as I thought it was going to be. I'm like, all right, it's kind of fucking whatever. But yeah. Santa Monica was beautiful and they had a stay in at the, the ocean. It was on this nice hotel. Fucking Mel Gibson and somebody else, I can't remember who it was, we were all like at this press junket and then somebody's like, I think that's Mel Gibson over there. And then you Ooh. look and sitting on a couch. Which that's is like, cool. Yeah, he's just like, there he was. He was like, what the fuck? That's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but while we were there, my buddy John had picked me up and he was like, let's go to the fucking strip. Like, let's go check it out, blah, blah, blah. And we started driving and I was like, what the fuck is this place? This is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, it's, it's dirty and a shithole. So then after I left, left L.A., I was like, okay, like that was a fun trip and I'm glad like, you know, they paid for it and everything and it was awesome. And the next time I had gone was I took my daughter on a road trip from uh, San Diego to San Francisco. 
It was like it was like during the winter. It was January, so we left. We went to San Diego. We were there for three days. My buddy John lived on the ocean in Pacific Beach. So That's Kinley's cool. like, yeah. So Kinley's like, fucking, this is California. Like, let's wow, move. <laughs> look at this place. She's like, yeah, because I would always tell her, like, you know, Daddy's got a job offer in this city. Like, she's like, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I don't want to move. Then she gets to San Diego. She's like, fuck Minnesota. Back this shit up. We're going. So she's out in the ocean. She's at the beach. We're fucking. It's like we're going to get pizza. It's like ten o'clock at night. She's like, pizza places are open at ten o'clock. I'm like, yes. You just walk up. More than Domino's. Yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. Get a fucking <laughs> slice of pizza on the fucking yeah. street. She was just like, this place is incredible. So we were there for three days, San Diego Zoo, did the whole thing. We then left and went to L.A. And we, while we were driving, Kinley goes, why are all those tents on the overpass? Oh, yeah. And I said, well, that's, those are homeless encampments. Yeah. And she was like, what is that? And I had to explain what that was. Yeah. And we went to the, um, we then went to the Natural History Museum. Beautiful. Okay. So awesome. And like the T-Rex, you know, fossils and all that shit. Look it's cool. beautiful. It's Especially so cool. for kids. Oh, Big bones. Yes. Exciting. Losing her mind. <laughs> Great. So then we get done with that and she's like, I'm hungry. I need a taco. I was like, sweet. This is LA. This is all Great sorts of tacos. Yes, <laughs> and we're right by USC. We're right. Nice. And we're like this. Fuck. You got a block off of USC campus. And it was like, holy shit. Where the fuck are we? Uh, a couple outside of the taco place, drunk guy, sm- moderately somewhat sober woman, fist fighting. Nice. Fist fighting. Hell like, yeah, dude. Got, yeah. <laughs> like that is like. Quintus, yeah, honey, look at this. Fucking, you know, she was just like, I want chicken, motherfucker. And he's like, I go beef. Next thing you know, oh, they're no. beating the fuck out of each other right in front of my kid, who's like nine at the time. And <laughs> welcome fucking, home, honey. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, Kinley's, like, crying. And I was like, oh, yeah. listen, it's just, look, we'll just get back in the car. Yeah. So we drive through downtown, and it was – we watched a dude rob a liquor store. There was fucking homeless everywhere. And, like, you know, my daughter just, like, can't handle, like – She has see, Midwest sensibilities. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, she grew up in – yeah, I get it. Totally. Yeah. So then uh, we go do, like, all the touristy shit. We went to the Broad, and that was great because it was a cool art museum. There was mm-hmm. all sorts of shit we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And then we left there, and we – I was going to stay with a friend of mine, a former comic from Minneapolis, uh, this guy named Eric Allen, and he lives in Encino. But I'm like, well, all right, well, here's Encino. Here's where we're at. Right in between is the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I've never been. Like, let's go check it out. Yeah. Well, we get That's down there. It's not a good area, right? Fuck, yeah. dude. I've never been, but I've heard not great things. Oh, uh, It's we, close to Skid Row? Very much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 it essentially is, is now Skid yeah. Row. I yeah. mean, it's such a shithole, yeah. and it's dirty, and it smells like piss, and... We were there for like 45 minutes and my daughter was like, dad, we got to get in the car. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. Some lady tried stealing her hot chocolate out of her hand Aww. and like fucking people were like, she watched the dude take a piss, like right on a star. Like, Trump yeah. star. We were walking by. And dude pissed <laughs> Someone on was it. pissing on Trump <laughs> star. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So and it was funny because like I was like, I can't believe they didn't have this fucking thing roped off. Like, didn't you see that this was going to happen at some point, you know? And yeah. uh, so we we then got on the on the highway. And it's fucking bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. It takes forever. And my daughter was just like, I can't, there's no way. I hate this place. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I kind of fucking hate Los Angeles too. And we stayed in Encino and it was fine. And then the next morning we got up and 
drove through Malibu and then started up Pacific Coast Highway up to Santa Barbara. And after that, Kimmy's like, okay, this is the California that I want. I was like, yeah, yeah. well, unfortunately, sweetie. It's a little it, out of the budget. It's a little out of the budget. <laughs> and my We're living on Trump's piss star. Yes. From, from the air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. steal one of them tents from the overpass and just park yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a shithole. I don't want to do it. I was in New York recently. I, I like the city. It's yeah. still too busy. It's still too big. Yeah. I like here. You yeah, know, this is fine. And um, Steve Zahn, whom I'm a, I love, he's an uh, actor. Uh, do you know who I'm who? talking about? Steve Zahn? He was know. in, do you ever see that thing you do? No. Uh, Jesus. Uh, if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, okay. fuck Steve I'm Zahn's terrible with names. Oh, I'm really name. good with faces, the, terrible yes, with names. The, Can't I remember a name to save my life. I fucking do it all the time, yeah. man. I, and here's the thing. Like, oh, I, yeah, is this why you asked me to do the podcast? Because you called me the wrong name at the show. I did call you, yeah, because I called you <laughs> Is Mallory that the whole reason I'm here? No, no, not at all. No, no, no. Because you messaged me the other night, you're like, do you want to do my podcast? I was like, you feel really bad about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, usually I would feel bad about it. Well, actually, I didn't care. I, just, I didn't really care. Yeah. No, I just needed a female comic so that I could do <laughs> I one need- and then never do <laughs> another one again. <laughs> I will say Mallory and I both have L.Y. names. Yeah. I'll give that to you. You know? Well, here's what I do a lot of times. I will, uh, I will tell somebody a story and in my mind, I am giving you actual facts yes. of what happened. Yes. And then when I get done with the story, somebody will stop for a moment and go, that's not what happened. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, this is where you fucked up. Here's the gaps in between that you missed. Yeah. But I'm just filling information. I'm yes. just, you yeah, know, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. And I do it constantly. That's just and like it, the human existence. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. I used to do that shit all the time, man. Like uh, I would do it. I mean, I don't, I don't worry so much about the name thing anymore. Cause I think yeah. everybody does it. You yeah. know, like I said, I said the one time, uh, I fucked up somebody's name. And they go, do you do that a lot? I was like, yeah, quite a bit. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah, just the other day I, I called, I was at the grocery store with my daughter and I accidentally called her her mom's name. I was like, hey, cunt face, get some cookies. <laughs> there you go. Did you get the cookies? <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> she understands. Uh, yeah. It works. Uh, my mom's called me the cat's names before. So I don't, also I would rather somebody, I hate when you know somebody for too long. I would rather just have somebody like screw up my name and then I'll be like, no, that's not my name. And then they'll probably never do it again rather than like them not knowing for so long. Yeah. Just like ask me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I, like usually it'll happen and then I, and I know like some people like get all fucking up and tight about it or whatever and I just fucking blow. Oh no, like, my self-esteem just, is on the ground. You oh, call me the yeah. wrong name. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Not your fault. I'm very forgettable. Yeah, it's I know. not your fault. I know. I know. It happens. I fuck, man. I know. It used to happen a lot of times with people I would work with for like, I mean, I'd work with somebody. There was a gal who does, uh, her name's Elizabeth Reese. She does fucking some, I don't know, Twin Cities Live show or something. What's her name? Elizabeth Reese. She's no. a, she's, I don't know, a TV personality. Okay, okay. Fucking work with this lady for six years. One day I'm walking down the hallway. She's like, what's up, Grant? <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what the fuck, lady? I've worked with you for six years? <laughs> yeah. No, nothing? Yeah. That should actually happen in front of Greg Giraldo. Who's that? Greg Giraldo? Oh, oh boy, that's okay. You're gonna show you this. This, this is showing your age now. Oh. <laughs> it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Is that, is that an old person? Uh, yeah, I'm well, really young. Yeah. And for every all the listeners, I'm super young. Yeah. Uh, well, Greg Giraldo, um, comedian, New York. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
passed away, unfortunately, just like, I think a drug overdose, actually. Oh, during the pandemic? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Greg Giraldo, this was years ago. This okay, was okay. probably like 10 years ago now. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, but uh, Greg Giraldo, I love Greg Giraldo. Okay. Fucking one of the funniest people on the planet. God, he was so good. Uh, he was at House of Comedy, and he came to the radio station. Is he a Minnesota comic? No, he's New York. Okay, but yep. he was at the House of Comedy. Yep. Okay. In fact, and actually, it was funny. I was actually going to bring his name up earlier when you said that you were mastering in math and then went out and did uh, you know, one, uh, did a comedy yeah. show, and you were like, fuck, math, yeah, fuck, fuck my math. master's degree. Fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Because Greg Giraldo, no shit, literally graduated as a lawyer, passed the bar. Really? The day he fucking graduated, he... Went out to work day one, spent like three hours in the office and like, fuck this, I'm going to go be a comedian. And like literally left it all and just went and did, yeah. became a comic. Like yeah. went to the comedy cellar that night and was just like hung out and was like, fuck it, find me a mic, find me anything and just like rose to the top, you know? Yeah. And it's such a fucking like crazy, uh, crazy story with that guy. But he came to town and he was at the radio station and a woman that I had, I had been working with this woman for... I, I bet we had been seeing each other in the hallways for about seven years. And Greg Giraldo walks out of the studio and he's kind of standing next to me and like we're everybody's shaking hands and whatnot. And this gal comes up, uh, her name was Terry. And I like Terry Train. She was great. And I love her. She was, she's still amazing. Still lives here in town. She's not on the air anymore. But uh, she said, uh, she comes up to me. She goes, what time do you have to get Greg to back to the comedy club? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, what time do you need to get Greg back to the comedy club? I was like, Terry, do you think I'm the dude who's driving Greg to the radio station? She's like, do you not work for House of Comedy? I was like, bitch, I worked down the fucking hallway from you. I see you every day in the commissary. We share a fucking coffee pot. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And Geraldo's losing his mind. He was like, that is the funniest shit ever. I'm like, I fucking know this woman. I have no shit. I've been working with her for seven fucking years Doesn't it years humble now. you, though? Yes, it does. It does. It totally does. You're like, I am worthless. Yeah, yeah. And I used to I used to do that shit all the time, man. Like, I'd fuck up people's names. Have, and, like, my daughter's name is Kinley. Okay. There was a parent for, like, three years who would always go, hey, so I saw McKinley, you know, uh, did really well at that gymnastics meet the other day. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And then like three years have gone by, and out of nowhere, she uh, she goes, oh, uh, by the way, your daughter's name is Kinley? I was like, uh-huh. She's like, I've been calling her McKinley. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why didn't you say anything? I was like, because I knew who you were talking about. That is the most Minnesotan-like <laughs> story in the, the whole world. Just like, yeah, just call me by the wrong name. Like, I won't, I won't say anything about it. I was like, I did enjoy living in Boston for so long because I did lose. I used to be like a lot like that, and I lost like a good amount mm-hmm. of that. If I lived here the whole time, I don't know if I ever would have corrected you when you called me Mallory. She could have called me up on stage as Mallory, and I would just have done my stuff. Yeah, you know? right. Like, I know. I, I couldn't yeah. confront yeah. anybody, but now I'm just like, I don't know. Like, nah, it's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm a little more confrontational than I used to be. Yeah. Um, not as much. Still very passive, but uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy that part of Boston. I do miss the directness of those people. It's very refreshing. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, yell at me right yeah. to my face. Yeah. I can take it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had a, somebody from the scene here recently say to me, uh, they go, you got any shows coming up? I go, yeah, it's uh, it's me and then these two other comics. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, wow, I got to be honest, that sounds like a really shitty show. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like hanging out with comics. <laughs> I'm fuck, 
fucking standing right here. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh he I, didn't know it was you? No, no, no. He knew it was me. Oh, okay. And when he said that, he was like, ah. But like the way he said it was just yeah. like, it was like inside thought, but it came out, out of his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking standing right here, man. And then yeah. he like, he, oh, he's like, oh, oh, what I meant was, you know, like, oh, you, you, you'll be the one who really like, I was like, yeah. hey, I fucking yeah. knew what you yeah. mean, <laughs> I got I get it. it. I, I get what it. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, motherfucker. That's pretty funny. So, yeah. So what, uh, so, so this is going to drop after December. Okay. So like January 1st is when, uh, probably that week, somewhere okay. in there. So do you have anything coming up after like the first of the year that's like big or do you have like any writing things that are like going to get published or? Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm on a show at Terminal Bar in January. <laughs> Dude, I'm killing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I have all my stuff coming up in December. I have things coming up this week, but that doesn't matter. Uh, no, I don't know. I can't think of anything. No. Just follow me on Instagram. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, what's your Instagram? It's my name, but with two Y's, and then my last name with two Y's. So, so it's L-I-L-Y-Y. So Mallory Meyer? Mal- yeah. <laughs> Mallory. <laughs> Mallory Meyer. Yep, that's Mallory. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's just my name and with extra Y's. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a little graphic. You'll... you'll pop up in fact it's probably on your face right now in fact actually what is there we go the graphic the graphic of your twitter your instagram oh nice yeah i have all the i changed all i have all the same on everything uh that's the way to do it i hate those assholes that are just like you know they do the mystery man 69 on twitter and then you're like greg greg you know fucking smith on you're like just one you get one but it's also so crazy of me to be like when i'm like i need to change it now so when i have like hundreds of thousands of followers it's all the same like yeah, that's yeah. also an insane thought to I know, right? have run through your head I know. both are pretty like uh, uh mentally yeah know, thoughts but <laughs> god man i had a uh i was at a comedy club this past weekend and the owner of the club i was bullshitting with him afterwards and met his daughter sweet gal really mm-hmm. nice i go so uh so what are you into like what do you think you got a sport or anything she's like tiktok like, How old is she? Uh, she's like, I don't know, must be you know, like 10, 10 or 11. 10? Yeah, 10 or 11. I know. Oh, man. My, my, man. My, my, my niece is seven. Super into it. Loves it. Really? We fucking walk through Target and she's like doing this thing all the time. I'm like, could you fucking just walk? Just walk. Like, I know I sound like old man yelling at clown, but fucking just walk. You're not. There's no camera on you. Fucking knock it off. God damn it. God, it's so fucking stupid. But uh, this girl goes, uh, I go, oh, TikTok, huh? you got an account? She's like, yeah, right on. And I was like, so how many followers you got? She's like, um, like, I don't know. Like, I checked the other day. It was like 1.7 million. What? I was like, are you? She's 10? I'm like, are you? F- what? Dude, what she's th- going to have a mental breakdown in yeah. two years. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and, and her dad was like, I look at his dad. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, it's crazy. I was like, are you, what the fuck? I'm like, how did that happen? And he's like, he, she made some video of her, I don't know, lip syncing to some song or something like that. And it went viral and it got like 3 million hits. And then it just boom, 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 boom. And, it's, and, and we've never looked back. And I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck, first off, commandeer that phone. Yeah. <laughs> start posting shit. You, start, you know, start like putting out content because holy shit. I mean, what a, what a waste of 1.6 million viewers of some kid just fucking lip syncing. It's bullshit. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I always, I'm curious how this like generation of like having millions of followers really young. Yeah. And yeah <laughs> you know it, totally man. because totally. i feel like it's gonna crash and burn at some point totally you know um, we we look at 
even as like at 41, it's much different than when I first started at 27. Cause I was always like, I'd see people like getting on shows. And I was like, fuck that guy. Fuck that. Fuck, she ain't that funny. Fuck her. How did she get on that show? Yeah. And now at 41, I just, I'm like, oh, good for them. Yeah. In yeah. fact, most of the time in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't have fucking done that show anyways. It's 10 o'clock on a fucking Friday. Like, I'm yeah. in bed, dude. Like, I'm yeah. not doing that shit. On a, you know, yeah. It's different if it's like, you know, you look forward to, and I always say it's funny because I had a, I actually explained this to somebody last night who was a, uh, a guy who's like in his like, like mid 40s and he was doing material in front of people that were like 27, 28. Okay. And it was, it was bombing so terribly. Yeah. And when he got off stage, I'm like, hey man, when you are presenting that stuff, like before you get up on stage, like before the, the show starts, take a look in the crowd because you are drawing from experiences that these people have not gone through yet. Yeah. It's easy to be 27 to be able to speak to another 27 year old. But when you're talking about shit about like, you know, driving your kids to practice or whatever, they haven't been there yet. Yeah. So preface it every single time with, hey, you guys ain't there yet, but just wait because you're getting there. You're getting there. It's yeah. going to happen one day. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and because Shannon Paul, Miss Shannon, gave me that advice mm-hmm. ages ago. Yeah. And I can't tell like, – that was the best piece of advice I ever got because now when I, I look around the room and I go, fuck, because I made that mistake in New York when I got up on stage when I was on the uh, doing uh, the girl podcast tour with Jesse Mae Peluso and Carly Aquilino. I was oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to fucking go out and like do my shit. Like, here's all my jokes. And he, he, I'm a dad and I got yeah. a 13 year old. And I walked out and literally when the, I fucking stepped on stage, I looked out and I was like, holy fuck, these girls are like 22. Yeah. And they're from New like York. Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. And they do not give a fuck about yeah. you. Brooklyn and, comedy is like, I've, yeah, uh, friends that move there. It's, it's interesting. It's, yeah. I mean, it's different everywhere, of course. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah. You yep. gotta. Fuck. They gotta be. They gotta be good jokes. Maybe Dude. that's the problem. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. Like you, <laughs> you have to when you preface it with yes. like you're not there yet. Like because I kind of do a thing about it now where I go uh, something about like, hey man, our parents did it to us with Led Zeppelin. We're doing it to yes. our kids with the Foo Fighters. Eventually, our kids are gonna look at their kids and go, "You kids ain't ever heard wet ass pussy." Yeah. You know, like oh, it, is that your joke? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've seen you do that joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that is good. I also sometimes like the opposite end of the spectrum. If I have like older people in the audience and I'm doing something, I'll be like, "Well, your kids don't like uh, like you say stuff like that, and that'll make totally. them a little more." Yes. I'm like, "Don't lie." Yeah. Or uh, yeah, it works both ways. It does. Yeah, it works totally. Both ways. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, uh, you bring a dollar. You got a dollar? Did it? Was I supposed to bring a dollar? Yeah. I forgot to bring a dollar. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll what? spot you a dollar. I'll I spot totally, you a dollar. I might have coins in my fanny pack. You're happy. All right. So what's the dollar for? So the dollar is for shake of the day. We talked okay. about this, didn't we? I we did. I um okay. forgot. That's good. Okay. No have... It's all good. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll spot you the dollar. Okay. That's fine. All right. Oh, Venmo you. So no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's like that's such a like. Well, a, my word. I'll Venmo you. And I'm like right on that cusp because like for a while people were like, I'll demo you. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. But like I was at that age where I'm like, okay, I'm still not like, I'm not 90. Just fucking yes. figure it out, asshole. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Get a Venmo. Yeah. You All can right. do it. All right. So here's what, uh, let me show All right. So I roll the dice. It's called Shake of the Day. Okay. Right? Yes. So you get three chances. Okay. And if you can roll, so the number's five. Okay. You got to roll five fives. Okay. You get three chances. You can farm them. So you can shake, and then if you get two fives, pull them out, and then you it shake. Have the to three be fives. Days. Have to be fives. Okay. Have to I can't be fives. get five sixes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Even if you got like five ones on one shake, doesn't matter. It's okay. got to be fives. So five. What happens if I fail? Nothing. 
you just put a dollar into the pot and then oh. it grows every time. Oh, so yeah. So, I think I, I have a dollar in my fanny pack. It's just in quarters. It's fine. We put it. We've we've done worse. Okay. Oh boy. So, not a one. You got not zero. One. Jeez. I was really good at Yahtzee as a kid. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened. Oh my God. You're really? gonna have to keep your dollar. Holy shit. <laughs> You're gonna have to keep that dollar you borrowed. Oh to me. my. Hey, I got two. Two. All right. That ain't bad. All right. But that's it. Now the game's over. Oh, we have three shakes. You get three smashing. shakes. That's it. Game Just, over. Yeah, that's I it. I lost. Yeah. Well, closer. keep your dollar. Yeah. Well, well, it'll go in the pot. <laughs> it'll go in the pot. So it'll go in the pot. How much is, so. in, the, is in the pot? So this one is, so we've been playing. Whoa. No one's ever won? Not, no. So I've lived in this house. I bought this house a year and a half ago. We've okay. been playing almost every weekend. Okay. Since, well, I bought it uh, right when the pandemic hit. So it was like March of last year. Okay. So a year and a half. All right. Dude, there's got to be like 300 bucks in here. Damn it. I yeah. could have used that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Like, people will come by and they're like, I don't have any change. I was like, hang on. And then I just start pulling 20s and shit <laughs> yeah. out of here, you know? I can like, make change. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like the piggy bank you had as a kid. Did you do that? You would put all your quarters or all your change in the house into like one container. Then your family would like go to the bank and be like, how much money we got? Oh, you yeah. stick it in the coin thing. Yeah, and then yeah, 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 in the middle right? of winter when there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Go to the bank, get some change. Yeah. I just watched a movie the other day where they were rolling uh, pennies in the little sleeves. I'm like, oh. That's a fucking lot. Because because money is invisible. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. No. People just fucking have it. It's just, yeah. I think it's a credit. Like my dog's yes. got a credit card. That's wild. I know, that's right? crazy. Yeah. Teach him young. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like Credit card points. Learn young. Yeah. See? <laughs> I got it a little late in the game. I think I was like 22 when I got my first credit card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should have done it earlier. Love yeah. those points. Yeah. It's, just, it's not like our parents were dummies. It's just they didn't know that you could put their your kid onto your Heard. credit card. Yeah. You know, so now everywhere my daughter goes, I'm like, just pay with your credit card and then just yeah. give me cash. And she's yeah. like, okay, that's not a problem. Yeah. You're going to fucking leave this house with a 780 credit card. Well, score. I guess I did have a credit card, but I just never used it. My dad was like, this is for when... <laughs> You really need something. Yeah. This ain't <laughs> he pizza. Was very yeah. He was like, I will notice if you use it at Target. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, right uh, on. Well, this has been a, uh, a little slice fun. of heaven. This is great. Hopefully great. Uh, you'll come back and uh, yeah. you can win. Thanks for having me. Dude, you can win Shake of the Day. I hope so. That's right the goal. On. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you for being a guest. I really Thanks appreciate it. Me. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.